Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. Today's episode features a very special guest that I cannot wait for you to hear, the fantastic, incredibly funny and talented Jana Schmieding. We've also got a goose, singing pizzas, a volcano, and latte art. All that and more coming up after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! If you live in the Midwest United States, you can bring your kids to see Story Pirates live on the Amazing Adventure Tour, proudly sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. You can find tickets at storypirates.com slash live. Shows feature Eric from the Story Pirates podcast and Peter hosting in Wisconsin and Illinois. The Amazing Adventure Tour is headed to these cities in May. Iowa City, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Akron, Ohio, Plainfield, Indiana, Milwaukee and Madison, Wisconsin featuring Peter, Skokie and Juliet, Illinois also featuring Peter. We really would love to see you there. That ticket link again is storypirates.com slash live. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from Episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met and, as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. I'm so happy we could all get out and do some sightseeing while we're under the waves. Oh, me too. I'm thinking of using this as an inspiration for a new book I'm working on. It's going to be a memoir about how, thematically, I as a human am never going to be able to top a singing porpoise performing underwater. Oh, wow. So you're getting into book writing instead of performing? Ooh, what an interesting career move, Megan. So cool that you're switching it up. Oh my gosh, good point. You all are so right. I shouldn't be making it into a book. I should stick to what I know and make it an eight-hour, three-part spoken musical where everything is sung spoken and there's no instrumentation because it's really expensive to hire a live orchestra for live performance. Yes, that is exactly what we are saying. Oh, yay. Okay, and coming up here on our left is actually one of the few places in the ocean I've never visited. It's called Great White Shark Cafe. Not to be confused with THE Great White Shark Cafe, which is a winter and spring habitat of otherwise coastal great white sharks. I guess okay, almost exactly the same thing. Wow. This cafe is actually a coffee house, though I've never seen anyone go in or out. Well, then let's go in. Yeah! yeah. I have to use the restroom anyway, so it'll be a good excuse to check it out. <laughs> 
Okay, I hate to bring this up as we're being stared at by 13 to 15 great white sharks, but why didn't we think about the possibility that the customers of the Great White Shark Cafe could be great white sharks? Mm. Ah! Ah! Phew, we're out. That could have been really bad. Wait, where's Peter? Uh-oh. I just like writing stories. That's a good line. Work hard, and never give up on your podcast, everyone, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Peter is currently, uh, otherwise occupied with a bunch of sharks. But while we figure out a plan to get him back, let's do a story. Okay, listeners, have you ever accidentally blamed someone else for something when they didn't really deserve it? In this first story, a goose who owns a very valuable object does just that Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Sophie, and I'm eight years old. I live in Maryland, and my story is called A Missing Golden Egg. Goose? Oh, goose? Oh, there you are. Here's a nice bucket of goose food just for you. You're a very special goose, and you need all your strength if you're going to lay those very special eggs. This goose's egg was quite unusual Formed by magic or by science evolutional Impractical in nature, most geese would walk away It was useless in a scramble, a frittata or a souffle You see our goose's egg was made of purest gold It sparkled like a royal crown, or so I'm told And though she knew that this one would never ever hatch That goose cared for her egg with a devotion unmatched She sat on that egg every morning And she tucked it in at night all summer long Till one day she woke without warning To find the egg was gone, gone, gone The golden egg was gone It. I wish you'd tell me why But every time I try to ask him He just smiles and walks on by From her emptiness she soon devised a plan And when her owner drove to town The goose began To peck the lock right off the front door And waddle up the stairs Our owner's big blue house To find the egg she knew was there Just can't be gone, gone, gone. 
When just then she saw a flash of gold from way up high An egg-eating eagle was circling the sky And since eagles can't eat gold, he dropped it right before her eyes Our goose now felt a pang of guilt She'd wrecked her owner's rooms and made a mess of what he'd built I jumped to quick conclusions in my haste to cast the blame In the future I'll think twice before I go around naming names Now she visits her owner each morning And I dream of golden eggs all night long No eagles fly by without warning Her eggs no longer gone, gone, gone It's back where it belongs Just gonna use the bathroom real quick. Don't mind me. Whoa, 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 whoa there. Where do you think you're going? To the bathroom. Restrooms are for paying customers only. Says who? Says me. Gina, a.k.a. the owner of this cafe, a.k.a. the massive shark, currently blocking your path. Got it, yes. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just grab something on my way out then. <laughs> yeah, so, um, sorry, do you mind... Move it out of the way. If I don't get in there quick, I, I might just bop. Uh-huh. So you think you're above the rules. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I really just gotta go. Well, human, hate to break it to you, but you're in my territory now. Shark territory. Do you know what typically happens to humans here in shark territory? Uh, you eat them? <gasps> what? No. No, 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 no. You just have to buy something so you can get a receipt because the receipt has the code on it and the code will unlock the door. And don't even think about memorizing that code because it changes randomly with every order. Wow, that's really intense. It's just a bathroom. <laughs> what? Just a bathroom? <laughs> Do you even know where you are? You're currently swimming in the top-rated coffee collective in the underwater Java drinking community, okay? We've been rated the number one coffee house in the entire ocean on kelp for 15 years and counting. Our seaweed latte is to die for. We got five out of four stars for ambiance on bestunderwatercoffeeshops.com. The sea creatures who get to use that bathroom understand this and respect it. Totally. I, I didn't mean any disrespect. I just really Need gotta... to pee. We know. We've heard it all. I need to pee. I want to look at myself in the mirror. I'm curious to see what shark toilets look like. Any excuses you've got, someone has already tried it. Anyway, you're going to buy something? Look, the truth is, I was just out scuba diving, and I don't have any sand dollars in my anti-smush suit. I see. Well, <clears throat> no dollars, no bathroom. Unless... Huh. Maybe we could let you use the bathroom if you win a challenge. You want to pee so bad, you've got to prove that you can keep up with the rest of the folks that pee here. But you're a huge shark, and I'm just a flimsy man. I couldn't beat you in a fight. A fight? What? No. Look, human, if you want the bathroom code, you're going to have to beat me at a latte art competition. 
Latte art? You know, like sometimes the barista makes a heart or a leaf in the foam on your latte. You know, like I said, not a coffee drinker. I prefer juice or tea or plain water. Okay, 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 okay. Listen, if you can draw a better picture in your latte than me, you can have the bathroom code. Oh, well, I've never done latte art before. My strengths are more stomach-based, and I'm not really a coffee drinker, honestly, but I'd be happy to do a hot chocolate chugging competition instead. (laughs) You want to chug our hot chocolate? Okay, the hot chocolate we make here is artisanal, refined. It transcends hot chocolate, by which I mean it's really, really good. Okay, you don't chug our hot chocolate, no. You take a selfie of yourself holding it, and you post it with the caption, mmm, cozy, and then you take one sip and you say, oh, that's so rich, I couldn't possibly have any more. Do you understand? Okay, that's, that's my bad. It's latte art or nothing. Well, I guess I'll try then, since my bladder has no other options. All right, everyone, settle down, settle. Human? Take your position behind the coffee bar. Gosh, I really am a fish out of water here. Except I'm a human in water. (laughs) I thought that was funny. It was sort of clever, but funny as a stretch. Anyway, the challenge is two perfect rosette designs, and the third is a wild card. It can be anything you want, but the design has to be impressive. Go as big as you can. Got it, great. And a rosette is? Uh, Just make some rose-shaped art in the phone. Got it. I'll referee this one, Gina. Thanks, Janice. I can always count on you. You're my best friend. On my word. Ready, set, latte! Latte? Oh, you mean go. That was go? Oh, okay, here we go. Let me see. Right, so the beans go in there, and this crushy thing, and they get hot. Is that it? And then where's the milk come in? Ha! He doesn't know where the milk goes. He's got no chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that does that. I pull a lever here, and the hot wand goes in the milk for bubbles. Gina's first latte is done and on the counter. It's flawless. Look at the feathering on that design. Ooh, you put feathers in your coffee, Gina? No, that's what you call the stripes in the rosette design in the coffee. Wow, you really are an amateur, huh? Wait, 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 wait. And in order to do that for mine, I put the milk in the bitter coffee juice and wiggle, okay? Here's my try. The human's first latte is on the counter now as well, and it's disco. Oh my goodness, it's perfect! Huh? What? Impossible. Look for yourself. Holy sea cow, that's a perfect rosette. Human, are you sure you've never done this before? Of course not. Look at it. He's shaking the bag of beans like a maraca. Okay, so I'll just sculpt a little here, add a little here, do a little flick here, a little la-di-da, put my heart and soul into a rosette that represents everything I love, my passions, my drive, the very essence of my being, and done. Well, I'll be. That rosette is stunning. (sighs) We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... 
ju- just go to... Jeez, uh, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice, too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. That rosette is stunning! I guess I don't know a lot about lattes, but I do know about art. I love to finger paint. Beginner's luck, I'm sure. Let's see how you fare in another round. Janice? Round two. Ready? Set latte. Gina's latte is down. Done. And right behind her, Peter's second is down too. Both rosettes from both challengers are completely faultless. It looks like it's going to come down to the wild card to determine the winner of this competition. I'll be judging these last wild card designs based on technique, originality, and flavor. 
That's right. I'm gonna taste test this last round. You do it, Janice. That'll show this human who's the true coffee champion. Round three. Ready, set, latte. All I have to do is steam the milk at the perfect temperature to create a kind of microfoam texture I'm looking for. Similar to the look of wet paint. Ah, I can't stop saying weird things about milk and coffee. It looks like Gina and Peter are putting their finishing touches on their third and last lattes at the same time. Done! Wow, this has been an absolutely riveting match. Huh, not a bad job there, human. Not too bad yourself, shark. All right, both wildcard designs here are beautiful and unique in their own ways. Great White Shark Cafe's own Gina Sharkson has come up with her rendition of a rose here in the design of the wildcard latte. The resemblance is striking. And boy, is that a sign of a true latte art master. Yes! But then we also have some gorgeous competition over here on human side Peter. of the... Peter, my name is Peter. Here on human Peter's side of the counter... It looks like he's gone with a self-portrait, and not only is it accurate, it's also incredibly moving. There is a vulnerability in this latte art that I have not seen before. But of course it all comes down to taste. Let's try Gina's first. Incredible, of course. And now for Human Peter's. Oh my goodness. This latte is the best thing I've ever tasted. Let me try. That latte is the clear winner here. Human Peter, your latte transcends all espresso experiences I've had to date. <gasps> what? Janice, how could you? You're my best friend. Wow. <laughs> and I don't even drink coffee. Yes, yeah, so you've said. I declare Peter the winner. Yeah! <laughs> well, come on, Gina. No hard feelings? <sighs> Oh, fine. No hard feelings. Nice! Can I turn this jukebox on as part of my prize? Uh, no. That jukebox has been broken since... Human Peter fixed the jukebox! Wow. Today has really swung from one extreme to the other. Well, Human Peter, what can I say? You really know your stuff. Sorry for ever doubting you, and sorry for getting all intense back there. It's just that every human we've encountered so far has been rude or inconsiderate, or just like didn't get the vibe we're going for here, so we just assume you'd be the same way, which clearly was wrong. You're great. All good, Gene. <laughs> you know what? I love that nickname. Peter gave me a nickname, everyone. It's Gene. Everybody call me Gene from now on. <laughs> Listen, human Peter. Would you want to become part owner of the cafe? I mean, you deserve it after all this. Sure, why not? But one thing, I don't think you should be so snooty about your bathroom. I think a bathroom should be for everyone. Peter, if you don't want to pay to pee, then no one shall. Anyway, listen, I gotta go. Look, I've learned a lot here. I've learned, I've loved, and I've laughed. And now it's time for me to go. I love you all. Stay cool, my shark friends. And thanks. A latte. He's so funny. That's funny. What? What oh happened? Oh my goodness, Peter! I thought you were going to be eaten by sharks. Peter, you were in that cafe for like 13 hours. What happened? We thought you just went into pee. <laughs> oh, that's right. Actually, forgot that's why I went in there. Well, I'll be right back. Hey, shark friends. Peter. All right, yep, well, there's no way he's going to be back within an hour. 
Hey, should we do another story to kill some time? Yeah! Okay, listeners. Have you ever really wanted to write a story, but you didn't know what to write about? If so, I think you're going to relate to this next story. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, I'm Francis, and I'm 12 years old. And I'm Olivia, and I'm 9 years old. And we're from New York. And this is our story, the super secret sassy story. Once upon a time. No, no, no. We're not starting the story that way. Yes, we are. No, we're not. That is so predictable. Francis, oh, come you on, need to Olivia. listen to me I when my mouth better is from you. Olivia, Francis, a... stop arguing. Sorry, Mom. You two have been at this for an hour now, and you haven't been able to agree on even the first word of your story. It's due tonight. But we don't know what to write about. Well, why don't you write about something interesting that has happened in your life? Ugh, but Mom, our lives are so boring. Yeah, nothing interesting ever happens to us. That's not true. What about that time we got a flat tire on our trip to Poughkeepsie? Boring. Yeah, sorry, Mom, but that's not exciting enough. This is getting us nowhere. I'm going outside to get some fresh air. Maybe I'll see something out there that will give me an idea. Okay, let's see. What is there to write about? Hmm, what's that? Townspeople, look! Our peaceful village mountain is rumbling. I think it's going to erupt. Hey, townspeople. Would you all keep it down? I'm trying to find something interesting out here to write about. All this screaming about hot lava, it's very distracting. Oh, sorry about that. Hey, everyone, let's keep it down so we can think. Okay, let's try that again. Everybody! Run for your lives! Oh boy, this is getting me nowhere. I'm going back inside. Well, did you see anything interesting outside to write about? No. <gasps> Wait a minute, I just had a thought. What is it? Do you think I've ever eaten the egg of a chicken that I've also eaten? What? Is that a story idea? No. Just wondering. Hey, kids. Mama, we're trying to work. I just thought you two could use a lunch break. Here, I made your favorite. Yes, pizza. Maybe that's what you can write about. Pizza. Mama. All right, forget I said anything. If you need me, I'll be in the den scrapbooking so nobody come bother me with a surprise pizza. Mmm, <laughs> pizza. Francis, focus. Right, sorry. Okay. What can we write about that's interesting and very unexpected? Whoa, what's happening with the pizza slices? Are they growing arms and legs? Finally, we're alive. Come, my fellow pizzas. No longer shall we live in fear of the great devourer. Follow me, pepperoni, for I shall lead you to the promised pan. <laughs> to freedom! <laughs> Did you see that? Olivia, do you know what this means? Yeah, not only are we starving, but we still don't have anything interesting to write about. Let's just face it, nothing interesting will ever happen to us. Whoa, did you hear that? It came from outside. Let's check it out. 
I think a meteor landed in the volcano. Has that volcano always been there? It's opening up. And inside is... <laughs> an alien! Okay, calm down, Olivia. What? That purple alien is like 12 feet tall and has huge fangs and razor sharp claws. Honestly, I think the way that sparkling red dress clashes with her pink hair is much scarier. Tiny human, what did you just say? I said that dress totally clashes with your hair. They're way too close in color. Okay, rude. I love those blue heels though. Thank you. Where did you get them? A true fashion model never reveals her secrets. <laughs> okay, well, at least I don't clash colors like some people I know. Oh, okay. I didn't realize I'd landed in the United States of sassy. <gasps> sassy? Who, me? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you. You know it, girl. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, this day really took an unexpected turn. Here I was, planning to conquer your tiny planet, but now I'm not so sure. Hi, I'm Jessica. Nice to meet you. I'm Olivia. Hey, I'd love to keep chatting, but we still have a story to write. You're writing a story? Yeah, we still don't have an idea. Nothing interesting has happened today. Nothing. Oh no! More hot lava is pouring down the mountain! Would you keep it down? Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You see what we have to deal with? <laughs> You're telling me that you don't find any of these things happening around you inspiring? What do you mean? Hello? I'm an alien? There's a volcano in your backyard, a singing pizza army just crashed through the side of your house, and you seriously have no idea what's right about. Yeah, you don't have to rub it in. You seriously need to look at your surroundings. <laughs> come pizzas, come volcano, oh, you two townspeople, to space! Wait, what did you say? Good Bye! You know, I guess Jessica has a point. There must be something interesting that's happened to us. Yeah. <gasps> Francis, I think I know what we should write about. Me too. We, we should, should write, write about, about my eating the chicken and the same egg thing. What? No! The end. And now Lee speaks with the author. Hi. Hi. Hi, Francis and Olivia. How are you? We're good. We're good. So who's Francis? I am. And you're 12, right? Yep. And who's Olivia? I am Olivia. And you're nine, right? Yeah. And you guys wrote the super secret sassy story. Yes, we did. Yeah. How did you come to write that story? We didn't really come up with the idea for this for the full story until the last day that we were writing it because we just couldn't think of a full story idea. So we finally came up with the idea of let's write about other people struggling with writing a story and make it about that. And do you guys collaborate a lot? So we both have a lot of hobbies and we do them together and suggest things and we inspire each other. What kind of hobbies do you have? We both like to create things and draw Olivia prefers to paint and color and create things on paper, and I assemble things, and I like painting those. And so Olivia might look at a model I've created and draw a picture of it and make it look different for her own unique style. 
or vice versa. That's amazing. So it's like you work in different mediums and you're still able to inspire each other. Yeah. Do you have any advice for kids or siblings or friends that want to creatively collaborate together, but maybe aren't sure how to do it? Oh, I suppose get to know what the other person likes and then, you know, help them with that. I I completely agree with her. You should get to know the other person because if you don't know them well, then you can't have it. Then you don't really, even if you do have something in common with them, you can't share that with each other. Mm -hmm. And so if you do find something that both of you have in common, you should do it together. Getting to know each other is the most important part of collaboration. Yeah. Francis, what's something about Olivia and the way that she creates that you admire? She always finds a way to be optimistic about the situation. (laughs) And she expresses that in her artwork. She'll draw positive things. That's so nice. And what about you, Olivia? Is there something about the way Francis is or creates that you admire? Well, sometimes he does something called kit bashing, where you put something else instead of what it says. What's that called? Kit bashing? Well, yeah. Like I said, was I assemble miniatures and paint them. And sometimes I'll have leftover pieces from one. And if I think I see something that would go really well on another, I'll swap it out and make it look how I want it to. You're bashing together two different kits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of how our story came together. We improvised, and we just threw around ideas, wrote it down, and if we liked how it came out, we kept it. And if we didn't, then we'd swap it out. Yeah, like, we came up with origin stories for each of the characters. Wait, so are you saying that you know more about the characters and their history and their past and their origin than is in the actual story? Yeah. It reminds me of what you said about collaborating with each other, is that the more that you know about someone, the better you can collaborate with them. And that's kind of also true about your characters. Yeah. Do you think you might create more with them? I don't know. I mean, maybe you might get another story and it might be like a super secret sassy story too. <laughs> if we do come up with a sequel, you'll be the first to know. I would love that. Oh my gosh, Francis and Olivia, thank you so much for talking to me. It's such an honor to meet you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for talking to us. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening and a big thanks to today's authors, Sophie, Francis, and Olivia. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, Write us a story about a very strange and surprising competition. You know, like the latte art contest at Great White Shark Cafe? Tell us who competes in the competition, what happens in the competition, and most of all, what happens when the competition is over? Does the winner get a surprising prize? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week. Bye! Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast.
Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, Mike Cavallon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady, and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Milady. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon and Mahala Lawrence. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Jana Schmidi. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Ryan Chinapong, Maydell Clarice, Alex Goldie-Golden, Woody Fu, Leslie Kareen, Vanessa Magula, Peter McNerney, Alexandra Nader, Emily Olcott, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Louis Perlman, Maddie Wager, Jamie Watson, Rachel Winitsky, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zimbrano. The Missing Golden Eggs was written by Alex Goldie-Golden and produced by Brendan O'Grady with vocal direction by Jack Mitchell. Okay, so I know that latte art is pretty impressive, but I happen to have something even more impressive. That's right, it's kefir art. (laughs) I make art with my favorite beverage, the champagne of dairy, home to my many probiotic friends, delicious kefir. Oh, you want to know how I do it? Okay, I'll tell you. Secrets of the trade, baby. First, I take a giant vat of kefir. Okay, back up the truck. Yep, Uh uh-huh. Keep it coming, keep it coming. Stop, right there. And then I just position myself behind the dump truck that's full of hundreds and hundreds of gallons of kefir. All right, I'll just stand right here. Okay, and now it's time for the yard. Okay, let her rip. Uh-oh, uh-oh, here it comes. Ah! 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, yum, delicious. Ah! Ooh! Ah! Woo! Oh boy! Wow! Well, put me in a museum, baby! I'm art! (laughs) Woohoo! Delicious!